0: benson and this is top notch nonsense we are going to be talking today about one of my favorite movies of all time i have uh, i consider it five stars i have no real bad notes about this and then we have something a little bit derivative um i we are talking about uh death to smoochie and duplex two movies by danny devito not his classic ones from the late uh from the 80s uh, from the 80s and 90s or uh, 80s or 90s but this uh these are two movies one right after uh, 2002 and 2003 that uh, uh were done that uh were, came out in the wake of uh 9 so there was a whole bunch of uh it, it it just didn't work i mean people were not up for like dark comedies when it comes to Actually the months after set in new york both of them and you know done around you know the months uh, the couple years after 911 i don't think that many people were like up for that this type of humor but i was i loved it to death i death to Smoochie is now going to be you know i i'd say top top 50 movies of all time for me i i i haven't laughed that hard in a very very long time i do think this is this is robert uh, robert uh, i can't even see my say my hero's real name no i do think this is one of uh, probably my personal favorite comedic performance that robin williams ever did i mean his my favorite dramatic performances of uh is uh from the fisher king with uh jeff uh with Jeff Bridges. But uh this is uh this is so great. I am so happy to talk about this movie. Um I uh Death to Smoochie is is one of the strangest premises I've ever seen in a uh in a movie that and I guess it makes sense that since it came out in early two thousand two. They were still trying to take chances in the late night. Uh, this feels like uh some uh, an idea that uh was born out of the uh, independent uh film 90s and as as far as like a strange pitch mm-hmm. to get people as like as far as a strange dark comedy pitch to get people interested in in a very niche idea um because this is a very uh, this is a very uh interesting and high concept weird movie the the uh, the second movie we're talking about is duplex and that's much more Laid bare, and we've seen that movie done uh, a couple of uh, a couple of times in TV shows, and that premise has been done. But the death, the smoochy premise, I don't think has ever been done before. uh, Done before this of like rival (laughs) rival uh, children show hosts trying to. Trying to make a name for themselves, uh, one of them being a, a fucking sad, bitter failure, and the other one being someone f- filled with so much freaking hope. Uh, Jim Carrey was supposed to be in this movie, which would have been a complete—I think—a slightly different. Uh, was he
1: suppo- supposed to play the Ed Norton role? I—I'm
0: I, not—I'm not exactly sure. I tried—I tried to dig deep into finding out about this, but I uh, and. He uh, Ron Williams did receive a Razzie Warden nomination for worst supporting actor for this but he lost out of course to Hayden Christensen for his performance in Star Wars oh, Episode wow. 2. Uh it's it was a big box office bomb which is really fucking sad. Its budget was 50 million. It made 8.3 million dollars. Which is really... That's a bite, uh, dude. Fucking awful. Now, it came out in, Mar- in in at the end of March 2002. So these were the movies you could see in March 2002. Um, 40 Days and 40 Nights. The Man Without a Past. She's No Angel. The Time Machine. Um, all About the Benjamins. Death Saints. Um. Uh, Showtime, which we have already done on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil, Harrison's Flowers, Race to Space, Clock Stoppers, which is a uh, which is a, a teen sci-fi freaking thing the hunchback of notre dame 2 the cartoon sorority girls blade 2 highway with uh, jared leto and selma blair and jake gyllenhaal one of my favorites uh panic room also came out this uh oh, yeah. month uh the piano teacher which we're eventually going to do on this pod uh, national lampoons van wilder came out this month uh, a movie called uh no such thing, and swindle, and blood feast too, all you can eat. So this, uh, this, uh, those were the type of movies that you can see in March 2002. And uh, Death to Smoochie, I, I love this, I love this thing to death. Uh, um, it's amazing when we were looking this up while we were watching it of, uh, of the. When we were looking on IMDb for all the hashtags it said homosexual, gay, black teddy, woman on top, you know, children children's television show hosts, all of these strange little things. I didn't really get gay, really. I mean, I guess the bright colors, if you wanna look at it that way. But this movie yeah, there's is a lot
1: um, of references to musicals.
0: Yeah, a lot of references to musicals and uh yeah, this is a this is a this is a wonderful this is a wonderful um flick we uh, yeah we've seen this before together actually right I mean I haven't this isn't new to you either is it or
1: I thought that you showed it to me early on in our relationship but I ha- I didn't remember much about it it
0: didn't re- and, and this has some really shocking lines some real shocking points in this movie that uh, and very uh, crass and inappropriate and fucking really really dark jokes we open with uh, yeah we open with <laughs> Uh, uh, robin williams dancing singing putting out uh, you know being rainbow randolph yeah the the fucking the uh, but we open it with just seeing a uh someone uh someone beating a uh a children hoax barney type of character in a silhouette mm-hmm. and like ah, gosh darn it. and then oh my gosh some sort of murder happened oh no and then it says six months earlier and then we get a uh, uh we get a whole thing of like oh it's time to get uh. the songs are really well made they're just chintzy enough just kind of just kind of they feel authentically children happy like hey, we're all the best friends and we're going to have a good time that's not the song but i do like singing that we are the best friends uh, and uh <laughs> He's uh, he's friendly. He's playful. He he's Robin fucking Williams. He knows how to fucking put on that smile and say, "Hey, how you doing? We're gonna we're gonna do it. Everything's great." Oh my gosh, this is uh, it and it has uh, he's he's really good in this and um yeah anyway anyway uh you it, you can tell that he's uh, uh that of his offspring, Uh, online persona online his on on tv persona is how much on screen persona is very happy and and of course and it kind of shows the authenticness of leaning into uh some of robin williams uh, authentic of leaning into how robin williams has played both these kind of roles the happy go lucky and then the bitter dickhead Mm -hmm. and to basically do both back to back within this is uh, a feat that i don't think a lot of other uh characters could pull off i mean other actors could pull off do you think anybody else could pull this off do you uh, do you think jim carrey could have done the uh robin williams role i don't know at
1: at this time probably not now yeah
0: well yeah yeah uh so it makes sense he might have been the Edward Norton role but I'm not sure. Hi buddy. How's how's life? You good? All right. Um, <laughs> that's It's a weird thing that you're doing. Uh, but he is he's an alcoholic. He's a he's a broke pretty much a broken down He's pretty much Well, a we see him man.
1: after he does that taping. We see him at a bar talking to some parents who are trying to bribe him to get their kid on the show.
0: Yeah, in, in this really nice in this really nice restaurant and you know, say, "Yeah, you know, you know what? It's like we got to get uh, uh we got to get our. So, do we get our kid on the show?" He's like, "Yeah, that's what's that's what happens. I'll I'll do it. Just give me just give me the money." And uh he takes the cash and apparently they are the FBI which is like free? Yeah, it's a
1: sting operation. So we see that for he's embezzlement. Busted, yeah, busted by the pigs for bribes, and it's in the paper, so everybody knows.
0: Everyone knows, and uh, his show is canceled, and he's uh, he's thrown out of his penthouse. He has to fucking in. He's basically you know left uh, left homeless, and where are they going to fucking find someone else that is? Uh, that that can replace him and we have john stewart
1: as a network stooge with katherine keener yeah they're trying to find a quote-unquote clean replacement they need
0: they they need someone squeaky clean that's what uh, squeaky fucking clean which is uh what ed asner the fucking huge big head honcho executive said we i, I we need someone morally straight and decent and won't fuck our lives up and They're really trying really hard to uh, find something, find someone new. They go through the lists of all the fucking, of all the, of all the, of all the Barney wannabes. Yeah, yeah. all the, all the people. And they're like, no, drug addict, he's dead. He's, uh, he's, he's washed out. He's not there anymore. He's busy doing some other show or some sort of fucking bullshit. And they can't, they can't find someone. They, they have trouble finding Someone right, right away, or like yeah, and they go down the fucking list. And they eventually get to the bottom of the barrel, which is Edward Norton's character. But yeah. <clears throat> anyway.
1: Who they find? Um, in a methadone as clinic. Cha- yes, as his character Smoochie, in a really <laughs> raggedy costume. A costume is not very good, but yes, he's playing a the Coney Island Methadone Clinic. <laughs> Singing songs like, we'll get you off that smacko, yes we will. Yes we will. <laughs> it's very depressing and weird. Yeah.
0: There are so many great quotes in this. So many great, uh, thank you buddy, I appreciate you. Yes, pan- lay
1: right on daddy's notes, there it's we okay. go.
0: It's okay, I don't need to, it's fine. But uh, it, it's it's sad. The, these songs are clever and funny, but mostly sad. Uh, uh the helmet the the type of helm the fucking mask thing that he has on top of his fucking head that looks that looks really fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cheesy and cheap. It's kind of like, okay, I get that you don't have tons of money, but if this is your gig, but you put the effort into your costume. <laughs> if this is your thing that you want to do.
0: Yeah, and
1: uh it might not be great, you know, at first, but you know, add Bits and pieces to it, learn to sew, you know. Yeah. Improve it over time.
0: His name is Sheldon Mopes and his character is Smoochie the Rhino. But Sheldon Mopes is Edward Norton's real name. He's sincere, he's a sweetheart, he he has he still has some sort of innocence, which is Yay. silly since he's in a methadone clinic doing that. And he still has that type of positivity, which is amazing and wonderful to hear.
1: Well, after the show you know, he takes Katherine like... Keener To a place for food. They have soy dogs, which he then um, squirts with a a spirulina and almond butter sauce.
0: (laughs) That he apparently made himself. It's very, it's very, it's very, another yucky thing that I I wouldn't
1: eat. Well, Well, he's like a vegan. He's super into health. Yeah, it's it's, fine. You do you.
0: It just uh, that's like soy that's the, the type probably of good. yeah. I'm sure it's just that uh, that type of substance didn't really look good at all. No,
1: it looked like really thick soy sauce, yeah. which is not good for you. Yeah, but eh, I don't funny. know. Soy dogs are probably good. I'd try that. Um, so Catherine Keener is trying to get him on board. So then Mister Mopes is like, "Oh, you mean Kidnet is finally ready to produce a show of smoochy caliber?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! And yes, that is that's mostly it. That's exactly, yeah. That's that's what you should believe, dude. That's so sad.
1: So then we see him getting measured for a new, not crappy costume, and he's like, "Ah, hey, it's smoochy time." Yeah,
0: I, I I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna take over, and we're gonna think about. Uh, I know exactly what I, what I want to do. There's a lot of mont- There's a couple of montages in both of these movies of like, uh, uh, okay, we're gonna. Uh, I want it this way. I want the googly eyes to go like, oh, you know, all like uh, strangely wild, like this. And he's such a good right- He's such a good writer of so many of the wonderful songs that we get to hear <laughs> afterwards. But yeah, it's. <laughs> It's uh, it it seems to be going fairly fairly well. I mean, it becomes slightly po- popular the more and more things go on. But anyway, I'm going ahead of myself. But yeah, hi, but Panny,
1: stop hitting Daddy's mic with your tail.
0: It's not great, but yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, losing. Yeah, he he wants he wants creative control. He wants to believe in the decency and sh- giving messages to little kids. Anyway, um yeah. It, it, and the producer Catherine Keener is not it, it doesn't like him at all. He thinks her his his stick is kind of bullshit. He does, it, she's kind of skeptical of the decency and the na, naivete and the good-heartedness heart, that's in Ed, Edward Norton's character.
1: She also, you know, wants to sell the merch. She's yeah. like in it for her um
0: for the money, for as far as yeah, you know. the
1: um, advertisers and whatnot.
0: Yeah, to get more people uh, coming, uh, coming on and doing this. He, oh, gosh, all right. Uh, fixate on his. He, uh meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, throughout all of this, Robin Williams is playing the most bitter, unhappy prick ever. He's just so he he vows revenge. He wants to do all these fucking terrible things and just a uh, and he he hatches all these fucking plans to be such a fucking sad sack. He, I haven't uh, and he does it just uh, just perfectly enough and because you already have this inherent love for Robin Williams or at least I do, it's it's really uh, I be- I believed him. I understood his bitterness. I understood all of this shit. All right. But uh yeah, didn't but uh, okay, buddy you know,
1: pull pull your book, pull your book out from under him, yeah, daddy needs his notes, Pandy. go lay somewhere else you have there are so many places for you to lie down
0: anywhere else, anywhere else, but the uh the execu- uh the company is called kidnet kidnet, and uh it's. Uh, it's there's all sorts of uh, it, it it's it's showing really showing the dark uh, dark side of of of, of, children's, of programming. children's programming which I don't think is tr- I don't I think it's, it's probably not bullshit. this dark
1: but you know it's all just to sell them garbage
0: yeah of course anyway what did, and what did you have next on your on your. Uh, in your notes about this,
1: well, we see Danny DeVito. He is a kid talent rep who is kind of in cahoots with Harvey Firestein. Um, hooks himself up with Ed Norton.
0: Yeah, and says, "Hey, you uh, you want control? I I understand this. I know how you feel helpless, and how the, you feel like the, they're just they're just going to screw you over." Take it. Take advice from me. I can get you can, can creative control. I can make sure to make sure that you're the number one star. That you can tell what, them what to do, not the other way around. Uh, I can get you in this situation. And uh, and they meet at this. Uh, they meet at this restaurant, which is owned by the Irish Irish mob.
1: But am am I wrong? Um. So we see Robin Williams plotting revenge. You know, he's, like, tainting some cookies, Um, and then Edward Norton goes to Catherine Keener that he doesn't want to sing the cookie song Song. because it encourages um, kids to eat too much refined sugar.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, Catherine Keener's pissed because the show is supposed to be selling stuff. Yeah. So then Robin Williams, he's in the prop room with what we think are tainted cookies, so then Smoochie, you know, he's taping the show, and he says to the kids, I'm hungry, you know what time it is? And the kids are like, magic cookie time! So then this weird bag descends from the ceiling, and, you know, at Norton's, he has his guitar, music. and he's singing this organic cookie song. Yeah. And then Robin Williams is in the back, he's like, yeah, whatever that means, you fucking peasant. Yeah. So he so just organic. has so many lines like that. So then um, Smoochie puts his hand in the bag and pulls out a cock-and-ball-shaped
0: cookie. And they're uh it's like it's a spaceship it's, it's a rocket ship. It's a rocket ship And that's and
1: when Robin Williams I, as Randall I Randall. Do this. Okay you do it.
0: <laughs> I, I I got the entire thing here, it's so do fucking it. great. What are you, blind? It's a cock. It's not a rocket, you six fuck. It's a cock. Look, it's a cock and balls. A dick. Chorizo in the huevos. It's a big stiffy. It's a penis. It's a penis Maximus. A willy. A weenie. Mr. Jiggle Daddy. The one-eyed wonder weasel. Don't you see that? It's Jimmy and the twins. Rumpel Foreskin.
1: He made this. It's uh, made from dildo. Needless to say, great. he is kicked out of the taping.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, it, and the, the kids would find it funny, and so did I. It was fucking great, but yeah, very. You don't want that. That needs to be not on air. Jesus, and uh, he, he's really lose. He's really losing it. He's going. He's going. Bot to the bottom he's sliding yeah <laughs>
1: he's spiraling downward he's
0: spiraling um, randolph is yeah rainbow randolph is sp- fucking spiraling so
1: i i was of the mind that that scene happened before ed norton and danny devito go to the restaurant yeah
0: it is i, I believe that's it's before yeah and uh yeah he, he oh, stokes that? oh yeah
1: um and he's just like yeah the rhino's gonna get what he deserves
0: uh he does uh, get uh, and certain he reached uh rainbow randolph also known as uh robin williams sometime during this also goes to john stewart to want to get his job back and they meet in a uh fucking nowheresville yeah
1: that happens a little that happens before
0: uh, or a little bit before and he says okay here's a gift bag and gives him a gift bag and <laughs> throws away the gift bag and doesn't it's like gosh darn don't throw away the gift bag especially if it has chocolate alcohol almond almonds in it yeah
1: oh yeah it has some kind of kalua peanuts or something Kahlua that peanuts. It that's what good.
0: It, yeah that, that's right up my alley but uh
1: so danny devito gets um smoochie um an ep credit
0: yeah and yeah Grads, I guess. And also
1: the penthouse. He gets Rainbow Randolph's old penthouse.
0: Yeah, he does. Uh...
1: And he gives him a paper sack with a gun in it. And then I, I like like, like, yeah, when I was a kid and I played cowboys and Indians, I was always the Chinese railroad road worker, which is so- an
0: insane thing to say out loud, <laughs> just in general. But also like you were the railroad worker. OK, well, but
1: he, he will yeah. nonviolence.
0: Yeah, nonviolence. He's not he's not in, into that at all.
1: So then that's when we meet Spinner
0: spinner who
1: is a uh is he drunk or what is his deal? He's a
0: broken down boxer. He's been hit in the head too many times. Oh. He has that CTE shit. He's, oh, God. Uh, and they leaned into making him mentally disabled uh, mentally challenged or like or because he's been hit so many times not because any other reasons just been Oh, like, that's unpleasant. Yeah, it it's very unpleasant if you've been hit in the head so many times that you're talking like you're like you have real mental uh, deficiency issues. That's sad. But uh yeah, it but he he loves he loves all the children's sh- stuff. He's a he's a big, big he's like a big fan. kid. He's a big sm- uh, uh big s sm- n uh, smooch- yeah. <clears throat> smoochie fan. And uh smoochie. I love
1: smoochie. Oh, I wanna give a hug and, uh, up down and uh,
0: making everything super uncomfortable for uh for
1: for the restaurant patrons.
0: For the restaurant cal- uh, patrons as well as Edward Norton. Sheldon Smoochie's character, and uh, he he's trying to be kind. Uh, Edward Norton's trying to be kind to him and say, "Hey, yeah, I li- I like you too." It's like, but uh, he realized what uh, what a handful he fucking is, and he's like the you know the boxer. Uh, he's the dead end boxer of a Irish mob family, which which uh, is um, and I I was I forgot the whole Irish mob versus like. Harvey Firestein's, you know, uh, you know, the battle between them. I forgot that this, that was a part of this movie, mm-hmm. but it's like a major part of this movie that kind of pushes the, pushes the, uh, pushes the story along. But, uh, yeah, he, to re, he wants, yeah. So anyway, uh, and Randolph is, uh, Rainbow Randolph, uh, uh, Robin Williams character, it reaches out to uh, Angelo. Angelo to uh, uh, Angelo Pike to for help to stay at his place. And base, uh, He was
1: one of the little people that used to work on Rainbow Randolph show but now, now works on, on, on the Smoochie show
0: and uh, he
1: uh, that's
0: a decent friend no matter, because he is, you know, Rainbow Randolph slash Ron Williams is yeah, a very destructive ass. asshole. Yeah. And self-destructive asshole who does a lot of fucking he seems like such a fucking liability to have around and to hang out with. No wonder. But uh, yeah, he he allows him to stay at his apartment but that's about it and uh, yeah and of course give him a gun yeah so he wants him to work with the uh, Danny DeVito's character the agent character keeps on wanting to uh, work uh, for this cha- uh, charity f- uh, for an ice show and keeps on pushing that shit and he's not and Smoochie slash Sheldon is not up to that he doesn't like that idea but it keeps on coming up in front of uh, coming up in front of him like he's supposed to. I
1: have a, a, a few things happen before oh, yeah, that. that so confusing. we, we yeah. get an inkling that Jon Stewart is also in cahoots with Harvey Fierstein. Um And <clears throat> Norton goes to try and make peace with um, Catherine Keener and she's on the phone and she says, gotta go, awesome asshole's screaming in my ear. No one's screaming in and, her yeah, ear. And yeah, she's just not having any of this. She's like, get out of my office, you fucking hippie. And Ed Norton's just like, I'm not going to get sucked into your negative energy. <laughs> So then the Irish mob goes into Edward Norton's office to try and get Spinner apart on the show, and he agrees after they've threatened to manhandle him a little bit. Um, Rainbow Randolph kind of prank calls uh, Smoochie and says things like, uh, you better grow eyes in the back of your head, you horned piece of shit, because I'm not going to sleep until worms are crawling out your foam rubber ass. (laughs) I'm going on safari, motherfucker, safari. So that's when Katherine Keener starts to give Ed Norton shit for the whole smoothie smoochy on ice show, which he was unaware of,
0: which she was unaware of. Yeah, exactly. And, uh,
1: yeah. And then he, you know, he goes and has dinner with Danny DeVito. And he's like, I don't want to do an ice show. Those are just like bullshit cash grabs. And, you know, Danny DeVito's just like, yeah, I know you got a fetish for ethics.
0: Which is so sick, yeah. Yeah, you have a fetish for ethics. I've never heard that. Yeah. There's some a lot of great lines in this movie. Is well written lines. So it's yeah, nice it's
1: lines. another day, another taping of the show. Spinner sucks at cowbell. Will Ferrell, he is not. He is just not on rhythm at all. No. But that is the job he was given.
0: Yeah, he's not. Uh, <laughs> he does the uh, he does the cowbell, and it just doesn't work. And it's screwing up the entire uh, the rest of the show and uh, the rest of the instrument. Uh, well, they, yeah, they, the yeah, they
1: can't do they can't do the song if you know one, one instrument is off. not on rhythm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which is so sad. Everybody can feel it when it happens. It's all oh shit, this is not going well. But you know, it's something that he had to do in order to get the Irish mob off his back, or not off his back, but to keep them satiated. Oh, see, so
1: Harvey Firestein um, makes Ed Norton get in a cab because he has a gun, and he is the head of the Parade of Hope Foundation, and he's the one pushing for the ice show because he his foundation apparently runs most of the vendors who sell shit at the ice shows.
0: Yeah, and he wants, uh, and he kind of implied, you do this or we're gonna get rid of you know, or bad things, or happen. bad things happen, you know. And we will get rid of you like that. It's easy. So,
1: yeah, Norton calls Danny DeVito, and he's like, Ah, you you can't go back on the Parade of Hope Foundation. These guys are the roughest of all the charities. (laughs) So sad.
0: Yeah, of all the charities in New York City, this is the Toughest. Which I don't know if that's true either. So a lot of this is there's silly probably some shit. truth to it, though. Some truth to some of this shit. Yeah, this is how because we're...
1: all the charities are going after the same rich people and their money.
0: Exactly, and it's uh, as I have said before, charities are a great way to launder money. That's, that's probably most of the reason why uh, rich people do charities so they can launder. I the thought money.
1: it was for tax breaks.
0: Yeah, and also, yeah, uh, also that too. But uh, yeah, most, uh, but people can wander money that way. Anyway.
1: But- so Catherine Keener shows up to Ed Norton's apartment. She's wasted. She wants to apologize for him. And then they bond over Ricketts the Hippo, who was both their childhood heroes when they liked, you know.
0: They're drunk and, or she's drunk. And she kind of is a little bit more loose and open with her heart about all of this. And she feels bad about how she's been treating him like a fucking doorstop, doormat. A doorstop, Matt. I'm treating you like day. a doorstop. Uh, yeah.
1: I've been using you to stop my door. Yeah, he leans in a kiss, but she bails.
0: Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's... Whatever. The, uh, patient...
1: Yeah, uh... Okay. So that's when Rainbow Randolph calls, um, Smoochie again with a Scottish accent, and he invites him to this fake banquet, okay. and he's like, don't worry, we'll pick you up. So Rainbow Randolph... Puts on an Australian accent, plays the driver, picks him up, but he keeps slipping back into the Scottish accent, like he forgets who he's who he's supposed to be. And um,
0: yeah, and he also acts like he gets bitter while talking to him. Is like you don't you don't think he's a bad guy? I mean,
1: yeah, he tries to he tries to get um, Sheldon mopes, Smoochie, Edward Norton. He goes by all these names. Tries to get him to talk shit about Randol- Rainbow Randolph, but Edward Norton isn't having it. He's too nice. He's just like, oh, I'm not happy about anyone's misfortune. I didn't mean for any of that to happen. You know, like, <laughs>
0: it, r- rives, it, it rives him up even more. It pisses Robin Williams' Ke- Rainbow Randolph's fucking face off even more. Ah, I don't fucking... I, ah, damn it. Okay. And he fucking nearly snap. He nearly... He kind of snaps. He semi-snaps. And then stops himself. And they get uh, he gets to this fucking place to this, this rally place house. in yeah. New Jersey, and <clears throat> he
1: puts him on stage, and with his guitar and Smoochie you know, in costume, he just starts singing. But all he can see are the stage lights. He can't see anything that's behind him. He can't see anything that's in front of him. Yeah. Um, and then he just says, he's like, you know, it's really hard to hard to sing when I can't see who I'm singing to, and these lights are so bright. So then we find out the audience is all. Neo Nazis,
0: Neo-nazis. Neo-nazis. Neo-nazis.
1: Yeah. like in full garb. There's a swastika, fla- a giant swastika flag at Heil the and everyone's yeah yelling "Hail Smoochie.
0: And there's uh, there's something that's uh, there's a couple of signs that say "Hail Smoochie Oh Smucci my gosh! Is my... Yeah,
1: and then the whole um, whole get together gets raided, and Edward Norton gets pinched for being a neo-Nazi, branded, uh, and he's branded a racist shit. and a yeah. terrible person. He, well, he's branded he's, a full-on Nazi.
0: Nazi, yes. Mm-hmm. And loses his job and loses the show and
1: Yeah, it's all over the papers, it's all over the news. Shimucci is an Aussie.
0: Like, oh no, I didn't want this to happen Oh shit.
1: No, I don't believe you're a Nazi. But Robin Williams is stoked. He's going for a dance in the park.
0: Yeah, he's like so freaking happy. Yay!
1: Well, he assumes I he's going to get his my... job back. I don't know why he makes that assumption. That doesn't make it's sense. It's like your name was also besmirched. Yeah,
0: you're not. they're not going to come back to you. This is a wonderful movie about cancer culture. Uh, cancer culture? Canc- cancel culture. I can't say cancel culture correctly. I said it, though, there. But yeah, this it, you're not just because you got canceled. I mean, they're gonna come. I don't know what made the, him think they they were gonna come round back to him because there's no more other people that can put on a a Barney suit or put on a children's host suit. Yeah, it kind of um, the logic.
1: In the film it kind of insinuated that a lot of these people go into Kitty Entertainment because they're like failed stage actors and musicians. Well,
0: that that's also real. That's also believable too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, uh,
0: and, uh, it just, it, it another, uh, a- after the Nazi th- it, uh, after the Nazi, after ra- the Nazi rally rally and he gets branded a Nazi, uh, another, uh, I think it's another, um, another montage of what happened really quickly of what happened in his life in the, in the, in the coming weeks and all that shit. Anyway, unless I'm wrong there, I think I'm, I think I'm correct on that, but yeah, the, uh, ra- uh Randolph goes to uh, uh, goes to Catherine Keener's character uh, uh, was Nora. That's right, Norma Nora, and uh, tries to get his job back that way, and tries to say, "Hey, baby, I want to get back." I am think I, that happens I, I quite a bit later. In. Okay, I jumped. Sorry about that, but yeah. Um,
1: so Edward Norton tells Catherine Keener that the whole thing was a setup. We see in a newspaper that. Um, the funding shortage closed the Coney Island methadone clinic where Smoochie used to sing. Yeah. Um, Catherine Keener is in her apartment watching an old Ricketts the Hippo video, and that's when Rainbow Randolph shows up um, to end his sabbatical and get his show back. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he tells her he's like, ah, eh, what? M- Mopes is a Nazi, probably gay too. He was hitting on me in the car, and that's when she's like, wait, when what were you, you two ever in a car, car, car together? together? and 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 Roman Williams, just like, yeah, you know he uh he had a homosexual Nazi vibe, which isn't a thing, no, I don't no. think
0: I don't think so, and that's
1: when she realizes that, oh, Rainbow Randolph was also at the rally, so um mopes um was correct about it being some kind of setup, that's yeah. when she puts it all together when he you know yeah lets uh loose lips sink ships,
0: yeah. And it it feels uh, very on the nose. Yeah, you're gonna it, don't do that. Of uh, called... Uh, so this Rainbow Randolph isn't fucking smart at all. Jesus, idiot! You dumbass. Uh, forces him to. No Nora tells Tommy. Oh uh, Tommy, who's no oh, fucking where? Who's Tommy? God damn it. Uh oh yeah about the Irish the boss and the Irish uh, mob whose name is Tom whose name is Tommy about. Uh, about uh, about how uh, about how Rainbow Randolph more or less <laughs> turned. Well,
1: I have that Catherine Keener. She goes oh, yeah. to the bar that they're always hanging out hanging out at yeah. to talk to Danny DeVito. Oh yeah, and that's when you know Spinner's super sad about what happened to Smoochie, so he gets the Irish mob to bust in on Rainbow Randolph. Yeah, who's pissed off and saying, you know, I I'm gonna sue your Riverdance ass, but they get him to confess. Yeah. Via violence. Via violence.
0: We have smash TVs here, too. You fucked up his, uh, your, your friend's fucking apartment so that, much. I
1: think that happens later. That happens later,
0: but still you, you do not, you, you take it, he takes advantage of his friends so hot, hot, uh. With his hostility, his fucking bad attitude. I'm very disappointed. Yes, Rainbow Randolph is a Randolph. very
1: negative, bad friend.
0: Yeah, he's a bad, yeah, not a cool guy.
1: Oh, and this I think was my favorite line in in the movie. So um, so Rainbow Randolph is now, you know, everybody knows that he was the one that um, that set up Smoochie. So he's surrounded by like paparazzi's, or paparazzi, I'm sorry, that's the plural. And one of them says, like, you know, you seem to have an unhealthy obsession with Sheldon Mopes. And Robin Williams says, I barely know that bitch, okay? (laughs) And then then another paparazzi says, "Uh, there are rumors that you're mentally unbalanced. And he says, well, who the fuck said that? (laughs) He's so good. He's, he's just, so he's great. so fun to watch. He's so fun.
0: and, and perfectly. I, yeah, it's pretty perfectly cast. Again, I don't think anybody else could really pull off the the mania as well as the bitterness as well as any. I, don't I, think I barely maybe.
1: know that bitch. Okay, I can't wait to use that <laughs> that line for any anybody. Reason. Yeah, any
0: reason. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 really rough. It's really rough. He doesn't crap. Uh,
1: So then we find out that Smoochie has been rehired. Yeah. And he's singing a song, but at first he says, you know what I do when I get mad boys and girls? I howl. And they're all singing the howling song. And that's when, um, Rainbow Randolph is watching Smoochie on the news about how he's been, you know, kind of given a second chance and that's when he you know bashes the tv you know he's a you bastard son of barney die you muppet from hell and that's when angelo kicks him out of his apartment yeah
0: as as you should dude. don't of course yeah fuck with someone's tv but uh it's it's not good it's not good yeah um real quickly uh
1: Do you want to know what happens next?
0: Yes, I would like to know what happens next. I lost my moment for a moment, okay?
1: So Ed Norton and Danny DeVito, um, they have a meeting, and Edward Norton's trying to convince him to make the ice show squeaky clean by doing it all himself with no vendors, and he's going to give all the profits to reopen the methadone clinic. Yeah. Because he's like, well, little junkies become big junkies, so we have to get it at the source. And he's uh,
0: yeah, uh, Danny DeVito's character is happy he does it, but no, uh, his own vendors uh, and no, or he's doing it all himself. That means no fucking payoffs for Hi- Harvey Firestein's uh, company and the and the vendors that Harvey F- Firestein owns and stuff like that. Yes. so he's he's very disappointed in that, and he doesn't realize that a lot of shit is on the is on the line to make money this way, and if he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't want it to be all for free. <coughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah.
1: So, um Rainbow Randolph is um he's at one of he's at a park. I don't think he's at Central Park. He's at one of the smaller parks and there's some guy um you know trying to raise money for saving the African black rhino. And he just keeps saying like save the rhino. Um and he gets tackled by Randolph, Rainbow Randolph cuz he's like He's getting twisted in his head, yeah. Where he thinks everybody's on Smoochie's side, which they are, but for good reason.
0: Yeah, it's also because you're a dick, Yeah, you're, you're a just dickhead. an asshole
1: to everybody. Um, so Danny DeVito meets with John Stewart, who we have um, also identified as being in cahoots with Harvey Firestein and his foundation to get rid of Smoochie. Um Danny DeVito then goes to Harvey Firestein about it, and he says, you know, oh, he thinks he's going to clean up the way we do business. Then we go back to Rainbow Randolph, who's giving, who's straight up giving an anti-smoochie speech on the street, pours gasoline all over himself to self-immolate, but then this little girl stops him. Don't do it, Rainbow Randolph. Yeah, but but then, um, then Mopes is getting out of a car, and everybody runs to, you know... To love on Smoochie.
0: yeah, and you're, and he's, he's back to feeling bitter and unhappy, and like, Ugh, God damn it, I was gonna. <laughs> Why does he get all the fucking? <laughs> Why does he get all the attention? Uh, anyway, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then they're probably singing one of my favorite Smoochie songs in this um, in the uh in the movie, um. So they're doing another taping, and he's singing a song of my stepdad's not mean; he's just, just adjusting. adjusting. Which but then, great. then with the caveat. But if he's ever abusive to you or mom, what are the magic numbers? Nine one one. So that's actually it's actually a pretty good message for children and also step parents.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's it. Sheldon Mopes slash the Rhino is a great inspiration for children everywhere.
1: So Tommy made made Sheldon um, take away the cowbell the job. From Spinner because he was playing it all over the restaurant all day all night it was driving everyone nuts so she's like give him a different but job that. so now Spinner is cousin Moochie and um, he's having a great time except for the fact that apparently the costume is making his nuts itch which he says during the taping
0: yeah Sh- Sheldon <laughs> he says yes, he says Sheldon his actual name in front of the kids who Sheldon my nuts itch in this costume. <laughs> Just. So
1: Catherine Keener goes to um, Smoochie's dressing room, they make out and get naked, and then um, Spinner, who is being confused for Smoochie, is accosted by some goons and gets shot. Yeah. And on the news it says he was found shot to death in a rhinoceros costume.
0: And they're they're pissed that they got the wrong one. Yeah, Harvey
1: Fierstein is pissed. He's like, how could you hit the wrong rhino? Smoochie is fuchsia, and Moochie is burgundy. And the goons are just like, you just said shoot the rhino. You didn't specify color.
0: (laughs) This is a lot of very funny... There's a lot of great lines in this.
1: So then the cops they go and they search um, Angelo's apartment and they find all of you know Rainbow Randolph's death to Smoochie notes. You know he he wrote a bunch of fucked up shit about Smoochie. So they're like, okay, we're gonna keep this on the radar. Tommy retaliates by ki- uh, by killing
0: Harvey Firestein, also known as Green, and uh, because he's p- uh, she's pissed that uh, that they got the wrong run- that they killed Spinner. And they, and, oh
1: yeah, they chop him up with an axe.
0: Yeah, they chop, spin her up with an axe and I think throw him in the water. Or, no, 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 not spin her up with an axe. But yeah, they, they kill Harvey Fierstein, chop him up and, throw, uh, and, and get rid of him. Which is fucking disturbing. And through all of, the, through all of this, Tommy is so reassuring to Sheldon, who doesn't want va- violence to happen at all... And, but, uh, event, uh, eventually realizes that the only way to deal with some of these fucking fuckers is to go after them, but that's only after the ice, ice show. But, um, yeah. so
1: Danny DeVito and Jon Stewart are meeting Buggy, the smack addict, who, who comes in and says, excuse me if I smell like piss, you know how it is. At a party, is. yeah, and... They're at, at a bar.
0: At a bar, yeah, and,
1: uh... Or a sing, club or something.
0: Yeah, at a club, uh, at a club of And it's some Vincent Chiavelli. Sort of, yeah, and he's, ha- uh, and he's half asleep through this entire fucking movie, and because he's a heroin addict, and yes. he can barely do anything right, and he's a former, yeah, he's a, bungie, a buggy ding-dong, Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a former child host as well.
0: Yeah, and... It's it, this
1: whole weird mob of children's performers. Who
0: are down on their luck and just <laughs> shitty fucking people, and...
1: Uh, so Angie brings um, Rainbow Randolph, Chicken and Stars in his hideout. Yeah, but then he sees in the paper that um, Edward Norton and Katherine Keener are together. So he gets pissed again.
0: Yeah, and he conf- he-, he wants to confront uh, he he wants to confront Nora about this because he's he's pissed about this. He eventually does.
1: Yeah, we her. find out that Catherine Keener also knows Buggy because he used to be the kids' performer, Buggy Di- Buggy Ding Dong. And then that's when Rainbow Randolph busts in on Nora and Sheldon in his rainbow sparkle blazer with a gun telling, and he's telling um, Sheldon that they used to be together.
0: And that Nora also had a lot of, se- uh, uh, a lot of sex with all the other kids <clears throat>
1: Yeah, Rainbow Randolph is or... like, hey, don't laugh. It's small, but it's fierce. And we find out that Catherine Keener also used to date, um, jingle faxton and wally the whale oh jingle jackson i think <laughs> jingle it was. jackson, jingle I, think jackson. It's jingle I wrote Legend. it down wrong yeah. and wally the whale so she's just like well you know um back in the day i was a bit of a kitty host groupie i was another woman then
0: <laughs> i was a different woman then yeah so, so cool. then
1: Rainbow randolph Tells Ed Norton, go blow yourself, Martha, as as <laughs> Sheldon tries to get his so gun. Smart. But then yeah, because she's like, what the fuck?
0: I love you, you. I love you, Robin Williams. Yeah, it. it's fucking great.
1: Um then Kevin Keener hits him with a book and she's the one that gets a gun.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's when, you know, Rainbow Randolph he kind of has a, a bit of a come to Jesus with himself. He's like, I'm a fraud, I'm a wicked man who's done wicked acts. <laughs> Then they, the two of them, they leave Rainbow Randolph at the penthouse. He breaks and down. Ed Norton, yeah, as he's having a breakdown. Ed Norton, he's taking the gun to the ice show.
0: Trying to, and they show enough empathy to Rainbow Randolph in that fucking hotel room. As much as they can, considering what a fucking sad, bitter maniac he <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Rainbow Randolph is. But, yeah, he takes the gun and, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, they, uh, decide to... <sighs> Bur- yeah, Burke and Stokes want to uh, uh, John Stewart and Danny DeVito hire hire Buggy Ding Dong to kill Sheldon during the show. I can't. Then he's all these fucking day to kill. Yeah, Sheldon uh, during the show during the ice show, uh, and it's uh,
1: yeah. Catherine Keeter's like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" And Sheldon's just like, "There's a lot of kids and a lot of junkies who are counting on me." <laughs>
0: I have to make this and the uh, uh the ice show is really beautiful. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's great. So then Angie calls Rainbow Randolph to tell him that Buggy stole his backstage pass, because Angie Angelo was supposed he had a job at the show, he was supposed to be at the show, but Buggy stole his backstage pass and said that he was doing a big job for Danny DeVito at the ice show. So Rainbow Randolph knows what's up and he leaves and he tells Angie, I've gotta save the rhino. So he's on his way to the ice show as well.
0: Yeah, as well. And
1: then we see Buggy unpacking his sniper rifle backstage.
0: Yeah. He uh, pa- uh, he unpacks it. He sees the ice the show is really beautiful. There's some... there's uh, It tells the story of Smoochie and, and Sheldon in what he has gone over and dealt with Yeah, it's over a full and on on dramatization
1: of Smoochie's rise and fall oh, with an happened. opera singer for some reason. Because, yeah, you know, little kids love opera.
0: And... and the uh, the uh the little uh the little people are in those uh human uh, all too human masks doing the da- uh, doing kind of the the, dancing the, around the, that.
1: the ancient Greek theater masks
0: yeah and they look they look even creepier than just regular ancient Greek uh masks and just Greece. well how are they
1: different from the regular ancient they just
0: Greek? they they just the the masks look just more smooth than I've seen other uh you know Greek masks oh. Thank you. Uh, but yeah. So
1: Rainbow Randolph rushes into the arena. He's like, "I gotta save a rhino from a junkie." Yeah. And he sees Danny DeVito give Buggy the signal to shoot from the rafters. Katherine Keener sees it too. So that's when Rainbow Randolph jumps. He like climbs up the rafters and he jumps on Buggy as he takes his shot. Am I wrong?
0: Yeah. No. You're no, You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. That's correct.
1: But then, you know, as he since he bumps him as the shot was taken, he only hits the rhino horn on Smoochie's costume.
0: Yeah, and and misses it and doesn't kill doesn't kill Sheldon. Yeah, yay! I guess. And uh, is
1: this what is happening in the actual show at this point? Okay, is this is this when Muchi, during Moochie's death
0: D- during Moochie's death, and as we see Moochie go. To heaven at, uh, during this whole sequence. Also, there's it, it's set in Chinatown. The death of Moochie on ice, or, or yeah, uh, the Smoochie on ice show. The death of Moochie is uh, is shot uh, like they have all these Chinese, uh, all these Chinese like lights store signs. It uh, actually looks signs, really cool, and it looks like they're in uh, Chinatown and stuff like that. But then, uh, yeah, they freaking mur- it, he shoots them, but. Uh, uh, Freaking, what is his goddamn fucking... All these names are fucking insane. Uh, What was that? Buggy Ding Dong uh, misses because Robin uh, Robin Williams slash Rainbow Randolph tackles Buggy Ding Dong and makes sure that uh, Sheldon slash Shmooshy does not get murdered during the ice show.
1: And doesn't, <sighs> does Buggy fall on the ice? Does he fall out of the rafters? I thought,
0: he, I thought he did, but yeah, I could be, yeah, I, yeah, he did. Um, so, like,
1: the cops grab Rando Randolph, and they're like, are you okay? And Robin Williams is just like, well, I'm kind of fucked up in general, so it's hard to gauge. Yeah. <laughs> so now Smoochie has the gun, and he's chasing Danny DeVito, out of the arena and through the New York streets into this weird, creepy building. I wasn't sure. I couldn't tell what kind of building it was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, it, s- it seems like some sort of weirdo tenement or building, just or, closed down building near yeah. Broadway. I just seem that seems unlikely. Yeah, It doesn't but, didn't
1: yeah. look like an old theater. I don't know. I don't know. Looked yeah. like even some kind of I, I don't know, I don't um, old church maybe. Yeah. So Danny DeVito hits him in the back of the head with a trash can lid, and he's like, You're gonna pu- pull a gun on me that I gave you as a gift? Where's your etiquette?
0: Where's your etiquette? Is it.
1: <laughs> so that's when Catherine Keener shows up, pulls a gun on. Another gun on Danny DeVito. So Edward Dorton is gonna shoot him, but then the Irish mob stops him.
0: Tommy and her crew kind of say, Hey, don't. Don't do this. It's not you. It, this is not you, Sheldon. We will handle this. You go and do what needs to be done. I will. We will take care of. We will take care of uh, Danny DeVito's character.
1: So then, yeah, Edward Norton and Catherine Keena share a kiss on Broadway. And then it's the end credits where Smoochie and Rainbow Randolph are doing an ice show together.
0: Yeah, and they all become ice skaters and they all fly. And they all like fly all like, over the place And like they're an old 1930s musical music. Yeah,
1: it's a little Busby Berkeley. It's it's not.
0: I'm, I love this movie. I loved it so much. There are so many great... I just want to read a lot most of the here's what i want to do i want to read all of the uh wonderful oh, okay oh by the way oh yeah by the way i didn't mention this but i'll clip this but uh guess who was supposed to do supposed to direct stay tuned tim burton
1: oh but he
0: dropped out to do batman returns anyway i'll i'll clip that into that
1: was anything. probably uh... also
0: with uh, dane devito Anyway, Yes, but, um, yeah. but yeah, the uh, connections. Yeah. Anyway, this has the best quotes in this movie. I can't accept. Burke, I can't accept this. No, I never owned a gun. I don't believe in them. Really? When I was a kid, yeah, I <laughs> always played the Chinese rail walker. You know, you better grow eyes in the back of your head, you horn piece of shit, because I'm not going to sleep until worms are crawling up your foam rubber ass and I'm going on safari, motherfucker, safari, right on it.
1: Yeah, I said that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. The uh, it's all, it's all. Oh yeah, look what you've done to this place. It's all Diane Fossey. When I lived here, it was Bob Fossey. Right there, I had a big painting of a naked chick holding a little plant. Very tasteful. No bush. Not a picture of your fucking mother. <laughs> he stomp. He slams the door. He stomps his feet. He sends me to bed with zilch to eat. But my stepdad's not mean. He's just adjusting. I, you know, and Randolph says, I loathe you, bastard son of Barney. Die, 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 you son of fluff. You illegitimate Teletubby. Die, you Muppet from hell. Die, you foam motherfucker. Die, die, die. What are you doing? It's a picture in picture. It was an accident. It was not an accident, you fucking disgusting. (laughs) it's all about the dough shell once you get the money you get the power once you get the power you can have smoochie walk out there with a dildo strapped to his head if you want <laughs> i don't think i've thought of that idea specifically but i uh, see where you're going with this this is just there's so many great <laughs> friends come to all sizes that's the fact it's true it's just it's great I uh, wonderful um Anything else? Anything else that really jumped out at this? It's just a it's just a fun movie. I I know this has plenty of fucking problems, and they kind of revisit. They hit a little bit too hard. They could have cut some of the. um, They they didn't need to keep on coming back to. There were two almost one too almost one too many scenes of uh, Rainbow Randolph feeling too sorry for himself. Mm -hmm. Unless they whatever, but. I I liked it a lot. Okay, here are here are notes out of context. Here we go. Notes out of context. Okay, here we go. Murdering Smoochie six months ago. Rainbow Randolph is great because friends come in all sizes. In Rainbow doesn't fuck around. I never Touched the money consumption. Patsy Bar Knucklehead. Ed Asner and John Stewart. Ooh, Catherine Keener. Sap in disgust and Except ethics. Metalurics. Clunk. Uh, Lura, uh, Long Island. Get off your streets. Newark. Load. Yes, we are H. Uh, yes, we are on the H train soy dogs Ew. plaster of Paris interesting kid net smoochy qu- uh, quality a jobs a job number one on a f- uh, uh, or four on a, a night ass ass white money John John and Robin are great together a decent uh, a decency had lotions products and smoochy isn't that it talked so hot issues donating plasma talked about uh... Captain Kangaroo equals Christ especially Jesus uh Kierkegaard alerted Deutschland as the as the government fiction Rainbow Randolph can no longer be a person smoochy I was wallet with pictures ooh the f- uh, oh welcome to fatty arbuckle land that's a that's a weird fucking line and disturbing fucking line uh here we go all right Mr. Lock Cookie Miss uh uh Mr. Kangaroo again, Dr. Doge, uh, poking any of you, here's Burke, excuse for you, every inch, pygmies, uh, sandy clowns, yes, get used to it, hard, and the snakes chase those, uh, chase the workers, Tommy Cutler, he's playing someone with mental deficiencies. Silly time, excuse me, Senator. Eventually, we all gonna do and uh, gonna go off and die. Plenty of time to swear. Angie Hooker uh, leans the sacker shit. I missed you so much that piss your. Don't push your life away. Smoochie, force of evil. Eventually, everyone always awkward retreats. Need, sad, the B word, shine, floor space. I do be painful. I don't like to mention uh, crumps, safari, motherfucker, screechy on ice. Uh, shekels, some kids, septum. Smoochie doesn't sell out, to Des- sure, uh, desperate of a five year old, cult Catherine Keener, humor me, rhino, those parade of hope, roughest of all the charities, empty calories, smoky with all you know, Ricketts the hippo, clunky, musky, I didn't need this, Ricketts on tape, uh, please, vodka as po- uh, Pop Tarts, Korean food, Randolph uh, eats the sleeping diagnosis, what's the shell price? Uh, way out in a bad part of New York City, New Jersey, actually. Friends, ooh, Nazis. Heil Smoochie, racist scumbag. Booked in Rhino is a Nazi. Costumes, uh, Smoochie Heil. What a uh, poor sweet idiot. No, idiot. Smiley old face from your Randolph. What we had here was I was. We could get hope. It's a homosexual Nazi vibe. Something to do with this Oh my gosh, Vane. He ain't no Nazi. I want a Irish uh, mega donor. Oh my gosh, Road Triass. The hormones, Randolph. I look both under you. Uh, postpartum depression. Oh no, I'm sorry. A segmentation, not too in the face. Rough trades and compilations flat out mad i howl howl with me now if you feel better bastard sex of barney i want you out because tv's is gonna go gone great depression dirty had seen it all right that's enough all right um a couple other things i the thing that kind of frustrated me the only kind of pullback i didn't uh, because there's a lot to laugh about, or there's a lot to be shocked about. This is a great, shocking, fun movie. The one thing I didn't really buy was their love, was uh, Edward Norton and Katherine Keener's kind of love romance. Yeah, that was that.
1: a little tacked on. They tend to do that in movies. It's just like, why are they together? Because they're the female male leads, like just cause.
0: Yeah, it just, and it's you, like,
1: okay, so she used to be a groupie for Kitty Hose. That's fine, but why does he like her?
0: Yeah, I. If someone's that much of a dick, to you know, and it it didn't. And they don't didn't have anything in common or anything other than both loving you know kid kid thing, but uh, both loving uh, you know well, Barney really type figures and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess. But uh, that's that's it. It's it's just it just didn't work. I just wanted it. I I. That's the one thing that kind of fell through to me. It was one of the biggest weak points of this movie was the romance. Like,
1: you didn't have to push that. I don't know why movies always think they have to push that.
0: It's kind of of an unneeded extra thing that they could have kind of edited out. Especially since it's really hard to build up because so much of the movie, she fucking hates him. Like, despises him and doesn't doesn't switch.
1: She thinks his goody two-shoes um act is bullshit she finds out it isn't and it's like oh wow you actually are a good guy you know i don't i don't know if she has the this thing where she thinks she can't be with good guys or whatever yeah and i think it, that was some character development they that could did, have
0: done that, better and they could yeah, have sketched or out it just
1: didn't need to be there yeah you know
0: yeah Exactly. Let's and this is a great movie, ladies and gentlemen. Please watch this. This is probably one of the most underrated and fun performances by Robin Williams, in my opinion. Five complete five stars with all of its fucking flaws. This is one of the. It it was shot in January two thousand one, so it was. You can even see in one shot uh, the twin towers that are still it being there, which is. it's the they only, didn't CGI those out? Yeah, they didn't CGI those uh those out or whatever and no changes were made afterwards, you know. And uh Yeah, no reason to really There's no real reason to uh, to do that. But uh yeah, it's really sad that this got middling reviews too and uh I, It's not
1: for everybody.
0: It's not for everybody. It's for me. Mm-hmm. It's definitely for me. I want this all the time. I wish there were more movies like this, but yeah, I would like to All right, let's get to uh let's get to a The Next Year Duplex came out. And this is uh this is um Ben Stiller doing his regular, "Oh gosh, I'm neurotic and, you know, I can't I Nothing can't deal with Nothing goes my them. way. Nothing goes my way and I always have issues and problems and you know drew barrymore just being her charming wonderful self and it's 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 strange to see them this is the most light-hearted uh uh danny devito uh dark comedy and it's basically a remake of throw mama from the train or you know trying to get get rid of an old lady in your building who uh <laughs> who uh kind of I don't know. Gaslights them and fucks their life
1: up. Buster well, Barrymore a way. was nominated for worst actress oh, that's for this movie for both the Razzies and the Stinkers. Yeah, that's a sh-
0: that's a real shame. It's
1: not. I. Mean, it's not even that she was bad. They just they didn't give her a whole lot to do, really. Yeah,
0: she's just being. It's nothing. This came out in September of two thousand three. The other movies you can see in September of two thousand three are. The Dreamers, Intolerable Cruelty, Ripley's Game, Dickie Roberts, former child star, Party Monster, Hope Springs, Camp, The Order oh. with Keith Ledger. Oh jeez, um, Easy, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, No Good Deed, Matchstick Men, The Fighting Temptations, Secondhand Lions, Oh Secondhand Lions, Underworld. Under the Tuscan Sun Young Adam also came out this month.
1: That's a good movie. We need to do that movie. Yeah.
0: Uh The Rundown. Uh oh, and Kill Bill Volume One.
1: Also a good movie. Yeah,
0: anyway. So uh th- that's these were the type and oh, of course Time Cap Time Cop 2. The Berlin decision. Uh Barbie of Swan Lake as well. So uh those were the type... that's the type of bad... St- early two thousand doesn 't seem like there was a lot of really great movies coming out during the time. It mm. feels like very deadening we 've we 've mentioned and watched some stuff from the early two thousands and it just feels feel like it's kind
1: of a weird vibe for a couple of years yeah
0: well you 're in the hangover of uh nine eleven and they 're not really sure how what to sell to audiences and how you know how to cheer them up, what to do with any of the fucking stuff they have and it, Anyway, but um, that's probably one of the main reasons why Death to Smoochie probably didn't work. This is this doesn't feel like a this feels like this could have been made by anybody. It didn't need to be made by Danny DeVito, but we do have his voiceover in a cartoon opening this movie.
1: Yes, and, a cartoon Ben Stiller and a cartoon Drew Barrymore
0: and. Uh, they they actually look like them. They really do. Is a really well put it's together, a really good animation. Yeah, young professional New York couple, well to do, privileged upper upper uh, class uh, uh, couple, ready to move. Because they're being priced out of Manhattan. Oh, boo hoo! From the Upper East Side into yeah. So
1: Harvey Firestein, as the realtor, he's showing them this like massive duplex in Brooklyn.
0: In, in Brooklyn, and uh, saying, "Hey, you can get it. It's it doesn't have any flaw. I mean, they keep he keeps on uh, he keeps on burgeoning up. It's a great. It's a great. Uh, it's a great. Place although, although since
1: it here. is a duplex, it does already have a tenant on the second story. Drew Barrymore is super stoked. She's like, "Oh, you mean, we get both." stories for like the same price and he's like well there is a tenant but she's very old
0: and so they kind of think oh well if she you know maybe she'll be okay maybe she'll be cool maybe she will die soon you know so we can buy the apartment that's basically their idea and uh it does not it does not go well uh uh um ben stiller's character is a up-and-coming writer he's Mm -hmm. only done one uh book that is published and he's working on his new one. This is the main crutch. He has three weeks to finish a mammoth, you know...
1: A book that anthology, he's under
0: contract for. A book that he's under contract for, and he hasn't even... It feels he's like barely, he hasn't started. He's barely
1: started it. It's like, okay, well, you're just screwed. That's the...
0: I know we're supposed to, you know, oh, suspend disbelief, but this was the least... Realistic thing about this movie, and this is a movie about trying to kill an old lady many times, uh, trying to kill an old many, lady and failing.
1: So they buy the duplex, and we see them moving in, and yeah. the company that they chose to use is um Murray's Movers, with with their tagline, "And we'll take you to the promised land." And the um, yeah, there are some graphics on that truck. Yeah. Um, they're I'm not, not sure if not this is great. racist or not. It's very on-the-nose. Yeah, it's, I don't Judaism know if that aged knows. well. That was pretty... Hmm. The, uh,
0: it, it, they they have multiple... There's multiple fireplaces in this freaking home, oh, yeah, they too, keep, which they is keep insane. They keep
1: telling everybody they're so stoked that it has three fireplaces. I well, all right. Who cares? I mean, I don't care. I mean, care. I guess in Brooklyn it gets fucking cold, and you don't want to have to use the heater, so it is nice to be able to light a fire in yeah. multiple rooms. Okay, sure. Okay, sure. sure.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, she... Uh, they uh realize that she's an energetic senior. She, uh, she when they come and meet her, she's a sweet old uh, she's kinda sweet, but she's kinda tired. She doesn't wanna do most shit. She wants to uh she wants to not be bothered. She kind of has an en- type of entitlement that she feels like well, I don't she's want
1: been, well, she's been living there for several years. She pays the rent, we find out how much later. But, uh, you know, they're just kind of like, oh, well, we just bought this place. Can we come in like, look around your place? And she's just like, um, no, no you can't just do that whenever you feel like it. Yeah. I mean, I would feel the same way. It's like.
0: It's, which is a recurring thing that comes back in the movie is that you can't. You, you're not allowed. You can't. Yeah, it's like,
1: it's, it's like you know, place. email me and we'll set up a time, you know, that works for me. We can look it up on the internet.
0: <laughs> Which is a lie to this movie because it's 2003 that yeah. this came out, and I guess looking stuff up on the internet is a newfangled thing. thing. Yeah, yes. a novel and interesting thing. How can we find this out? We can look it up on the internet. Of that. So
1: the old lady has a. They they do go in. They bring her a bottle of wine. She's like, oh, I don't drink, but I'll open it for you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, she. This is a passive aggressive lady.
0: Yeah, She <clears>
1: has a harpoon on her mantle for some reason, but and of course Ben Stiller has to shoot it into the yeah. wall. Yeah, we. I
0: we knew that was coming. Yes. we because we've seen enough Ben Stiller movies and listeners. If you've seen enough Ben Stiller movies, you will kind of a lot of this movie will not be a surprise to you.
1: Yeah. So she talks about you know she has this giant parrot.
0: Macaw, M-
1: macaw, a macaw which is a we, parrot. Yes, Ben Stiller looks up that a macaw is a parrot, so he actually was right. And you know, her husband died, you know, several decades ago, and she, and then she says, "Oh, but you know, I still have, you know, the par, you know, the macaw. I've had little Dick for forty years." And also, uh, yes, we get it.
0: We're also trying to figure out uh, how old this lady is, because like, how old? Because uh, they're they're going trying to do the math in their head with all of the fucking yeah somewhat fake information or half truth information she's giving them which kind of has my ear up and kind of if i didn't know this was a danny devito movie i would have that it makes sense it kind of makes sense now but yeah
1: i'm not sure what you're talking about Munchkin, yeah, well, but okay
0: yeah okay fine.
1: so so they're trying to piece together how old she is to know how much longer she has left so she serves them glasses of the wine that they bought They brought and bugles and Ben Stiller says like, oh, I didn't know they still made bugles. Well, the ones that she served them were from 1997. Yeah,
0: which is a good five or six years Yeah, after that.
1: So we get some more passive aggression. You know, she says, oh, you know, oh, I'm a writer. And she's like, oh, a writer. I always thought that as more of a hobby hobby. than a real job. I mean, you know, oh, and then she's like, oh, I guess I forgot about Joyce. And Ben Stiller's like, right, James Joyce. And she's just like, yeah, he died penniless, too.
0: Well, yeah, he he, they she keeps on nagging both of them and Mm -hmm. nagging and making them feel like their shit don't stink and they're bad, you know, or they're that they're not good (laughs) human beings or they're somehow bad, whatever. But yeah, he's uh, he's dealing with this looming deadline and he can't, and he keeps on getting interrupted because they buy the place. I mean, they get the place. They say yes to the sale. And uh, she keeps on getting asked. Uh, he keeps on getting asked to do all these fucking chores, uh, asinine, useless bullshit things. Well, that the he's first doing.
1: remember the first night they, that they stay there, she's oh, yeah. watching Hawaii Five O on full blast because At, like, she's two a.m. Grown. in
0: the morning or something. Or yeah, right.
1: some kind of ridiculous, you know, wee hour in the morning when you shouldn't be. <clears throat> then Ben Stiller, you know, tells her to turn it down, and it and you know the. The noise goes away, but now she's listening to South Park at full blast.
0: Yeah, which is hilarious to hear old school South Park, yeah, yeah, early South Park, which is ah, yeah, It's, it's um, Eric Cartman, yeah. And of course, it, it to have that voice be so fucking loud at uh, waking you up in the middle of the night. Ah, yeah, 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 it's, it's just, it's just so perfect, and it's so indelible of an early two thousands. In-
1: Yeah. So the couple got no sleep. Drew Barrymore gets up, goes to work. Ben Stiller's trying to write, and the old lady buzzes. To give back the bottle of wine that they gave her because she doesn't drink. There's like maybe an inch left. Yeah. So we don't know if it's like did the two of them drink it when they were over there, or is that lady full of shit and she did drink I it? I think she's full of shit because we, because at the at
0: the the very ending reveal, if uh, what is revealed, then it just feels like she is lying the entire time oh, yeah. just to fuck with uh, <clears throat> fuck with them on all this shit. But yeah.
1: Oh, and then she's like, "Oh, um, you have to come fix my pipes because he's like." They are her landlord now. Yeah, they are. So they are responsible for that stuff. Um, She's like, yeah, my shower pipes are banging. You need to come up and fix them. He doesn't hear anything.
0: No, he doesn't,
1: and she's like, "Okay well, uh, I'll let you know if they start banging again and she and she's like, "Well, um, you know, I'm small and old. Can you take out my garbage for me? It's like eight bags. <laughs> ben Stiller is carrying down the stairs. It's like old food and a pair of panties and he he's like, "Oh my God, what is that?" And he like grabs something else to pick up the panties with, and she catches him he's like, like what my are you panties! Doing? yeah, my panties. Why are you touching my panties? That's not good." Ugh. So Drew Barrymore gets home. She brings home an area rug. And she's like, oh, did you get a lot of writing done? And Bissell is basically like, no, I was doing old lady chores all day. And Drew Barrymore is just like, well, you need to set some boundaries. She,
0: and Drew Barrymore works at a a new online magazine. Like, it must be like a new hip online magazine place or an internet magazine spot. Am I?
1: Something like, yes, yeah, something like that. They don't. Wallace really go Sean to-
0: is his, her boss mm-hmm. and Maya Rudolph is her co-worker. They don't really delve deep. Into it's what so, it's that a shit is. Publication
1: of some kind, because if you if you live in New York, you have to work for a publication.
0: Some sort of Vanity Fair or like uh, New Yorker or some sort of sketch mm-hmm. uh, or like some sort of online magazine like that or exclusive elite magazine. And uh, where, uh, whereas he is dealing with he is dealing with all of this, and she has no idea how rough rough it is for him until much, uh, a little bit late, much later. Uh, I mean, like, emotionally, how rough it's been. Because uh, when he, when she gets home, she's like, oh, it's not a big deal. And what he's going through has been, like, a very frustrating, aggravating day.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore sees the water stain on the ceiling, and she's like, oh, there must be a leak. So they go up to look at the pipes again. And the old lady has already hired a plumber to take care of it. So she gives them the $400 bill. Because they own the building, so that's what happens.
0: I can't believe you keep on defending the old lady. I'm
1: not defending the old lady, dude. I'm just saying, if you're going to buy an old building, you have to get someone to come check it out so you know what your repair bills will be in the future. Yeah, this
0: couple is not good at planning, especially if you... It, it, or knowing what the shit is, because you're you're gonna have to deal with all of this. This is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Because you. Purpose- but
1: then the old lady's like, "Well, it is the first of the month. Um, can I just give you the rent in cash?" And she gives them eighty eight dollars. Oh my In God. Brooklyn, and I'm just like, dude, how did they not look at her rental contract before buying this place? Her rent control must be from like
0: 1935. Yeah, and that's that's incredible. In 2003. I'm that is incredible a, oh my god I, I can't i can't in the heart of brooklyn for that place oh my gosh but uh yeah they uh, it, it, she always act, she acts like a poor innocent old lady yeah. in front of other people like oh i'm
1: helpless i can't do the in front of the cop
0: in front of uh, a whole bunch of people yeah
1: so Ben Stiller is trying to write again the next day. The lady buzzes again because his book is due in three weeks. And he's just like, you know, you really, you, you you, know, you can't bother me. And between the hours of nine and six, if I was off at an office working somewhere, you wouldn't be able to bother me because I'd be gone. These are my work hours. You can't bother me. But then she's all like, oh, but, you know, I bought your book and I wanted you to sign it for me. So up. he gets all, fla- all flattered and Stephanie's like, okay, I'll sign your book. And he's like, we didn't have to buy it. I would have, you know, I have plenty of copies. I would have given you a copy. And she's like, oh, no, it was money well spent. We see. 99 cents. It has a 99 cent sticker on it. Used,
0: yeah. Which (laughs) is so sad. It's as as, uh, well as the, yeah, it's as valuable as what I fucking paid for. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. It's
1: worth every penny. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she asked, asked Ben Stiller to help her with some chores, um, to walk her to the chemist. And he, he does, you know, she's, he thinks she's just going to pick up a prescription. She's literally counting out her pills, which is like, dude, the pharmacist knows how much, how many pills he puts in there. It's, it's, you can't fuck with people's medicine. I'm sure they're quite careful. Yeah. Um, he takes her to the bank and she's literally counting out pennies.
0: This is so sad.
1: <laughs> Cause I guess she doesn't trust anybody. They go to the grocery store and she's counting no. grapes. grapes.
0: Yeah. And uh yeah, this uh, this such movie. It's a fucked needs up power play. To, yeah, and uh, this movie needs to be uh, d- uh Ben Stiller. I don't think anybody. He's kind of perfectly t- tailored for this mm. particular for this particular role and he, because he's done it so many times. But it, this is really leading into him being like uh, screwed over by such an old lady, and ha- him having to deal with it. This is a regular trope in Ben Stiller movies.
1: Yes, yes, it is. Um, so, you know, Drew Barrymore comes home and says, oh, did you get any writing done today? He's like, no, I was doing other old lady shit. And she's like, well, I thought you were going to talk to her. And he's just like, ah, she manipulated me. She's a crafty old lady.
0: (laughs) Crafty old lady. So then
1: they hear more loud old ladies. It's, it's Saturday morning. They think they're going to get to sleep in, even though she's still doing the loud TV bullshit. Um, so they're, but they're woken up early Saturday morning to these yelling old ladies in their lobby or in their foyer um, and they all have, in, you know, Drew Barrymore is like, Oh God, do they all have instruments? And you know, the Mrs. Uh, Connelly, who is their, their tenant is like, Oh yes, we're a brass ensemble and we're rehearsing for a show this weekend. And they're like, Oh fuck.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fucking terrible. They do a lot of things to try to shut her up. They do the fucking,
1: uh, well, okay. So they're like, okay, we're not going to get any peace here. So yeah. let's go antiquing. Um, Ben Stiller buys an old typewriter, which is pretty cool. Um, Drew Barrymore gets up, a, a peacock thing. statue thing, and another rug. There. She's into the rugs, but you know you have a big place like that.
0: She wants to make a little with the hardwood. Here. Yeah, you need yeah. your
1: throw rugs. Um, oh, that's when they go home and they bone on the new rug, um, but the old lady sees them because she's totally peeping in their window.
0: Yeah, which is uh, I don't know, just a she's just a disgusting, degenerate, terrible pain in the ass pain old in the lady ass herself. Yeah. So
1: the old lady's gone. Um, she leaves her apartment to go do something. So, Ben Stiller goes to install the clapper that they bought when they were antiquing. Yeah. I don't know where they randomly bought a clapper if it wasn't around Christmas time, but okay. To control her TV while she falls asleep. Which is a good enough
0: idea. That's a clever enough idea. And they install (laughs) it into the fucking thing, and that takes fucking... That's a whole fucking roll. Yeah, because she comes home. Yeah, because she comes home and she can't... and they hide in the... He hides in the fucking bath... In the fucking... uh, Yeah, yeah, he hides
1: in the bathroom, and then she runs a bath, and she's, like, taking a bath, and it's like, dude, be quiet. You can leave the bathroom while she's in the bath. You do not have to peek at her taking the bath. Yeah, you don't have to stay. That didn't have to happen.
0: No, of course Why are
1: you peeking at this old lady taking a bath, you fucking perv? Just leave.
0: (laughs) Just leave. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Just leave. And he actually... (laughs) They uh, she comes back. To, uh, Drew Barrymore uh tries to find Ben Stiller and sees that he's now outside and he fell, fell out and then fell into the freaking bushes. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, right? Did that
1: happen? Did ha- that happen this time? Did he crawl out of her window or something? He
0: crawled out of the window. He crawled out of the window from the bathroom part, and that's how he was. Uh, oh, and that's how he. I believe that's how he. F- that's when he fell and shit like that, but.
1: So it's it's late at night, the TV's still loud, and they're trying to use the clapper, but he is too far from the actual unit for it to work. But then he kind of stands on the bed and jumps up close to the ceiling, and he claps, and it does turn the TV off. But then there's this bullshit. She claps the TV back on,
0: and she realizes the type of wonderful new thing she didn't realize she had. Yeah, she's using it all the time. They're, so they're clapping back at each other. It's very. Uh, and on, the TV on and, and off. off and
1: on and off.
0: Ugh. Oh, gosh. Snoop. I was
1: I I miss I misinterpreted that. I thought she was fucking with them. Like she knows that they installed the clapper, so she's like, "Ha I can do it too." I think I misinterpreted that. I maybe
0: think, maybe I don't know. It, it feels I think you're part correct because then
1: when she has to get the new TV, she asks for a clapper. So I think you might have yeah. be correct on that.
0: Yeah, but it, it it's ambig- ambiguous enough, and we're not really sure how much she is aware of. The bullshit she is doing until mm-hmm. pro- uh, until towards the end, but uh,
1: so they're um, having a housewarming party for their co-workers and friends to show off all three fireplaces. We find swoozy Kurtz is Ben Stiller's agent, I believe.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's that's and his, nice. It's good writer, to see her. Yeah, that.
1: and his writer friend um, from earlier in the film, Justin um, Throw. Yes, Justin Throw um, brought a hired gun that he's using for his research for his book, who's also a pornographer.
0: He's a pornographer, and he also does, uh, as well as, you know, he he directs movies like Ass Parade, but he also yeah, murders it. people. It's like, oh, I am also... <laughs> and at the party, he's just like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a pornographer. Yeah. He's just honest, and has his he has his lady uh, uh, with him who was in Ass Parade. And uh, I thought they would get they they dropped this early enough in and even though this movie is also fairly sh- uh, fairly short i i was expecting them to be pissed off i it's just maybe i would be that would, i wouldn't go through all the rigmarole, i would go to the hitman much i know earlier. you kept saying it yeah. i'm sorry but it, i just i know uh morally and all that stuff it's just it i just wouldn't take as long i wouldn't take as much shit from the old lady it, as they apparently do to get to that point but yeah. so
1: drew barrymore she wants to take her boss and some other people up to see mrs Connolly's place to show them their second floor this is but mrs Connolly, yeah they thought they thought she was out. They thought that she was playing with her brass ensemble at the church, but she wasn't. She's actually home, and she maces Wallace Shawn.
0: <laughs> and then Wallace Shawn f- uh, trips and falls down the stairs, and yeah. is completely screwed. Is completely screwed that way. It's so the cops
1: a- are called, and they call this um, same cop that keeps coming over, Yeah. who is played by.
0: Why am I blanking? Uh, all right, here we go.
1: Uh, Robert Wisdom. Robert Wisdom. Officer Dan. And he's telling them, he's like, um, you can't just enter a, a tenant's space unannounced, which makes sense. Yeah.
0: That, it's the big set. Yeah, he's he's not wrong about any of this shit. Yeah. It's just, uh. Because
1: even if you thought she was gone, you still kind of probably should mention, like, yeah, we're going to have a party. We're going to show some people your place. Plan oh, out. Yes. God damn, dude. Oh, and, and also communicate, because it's like. Even if somebody else owned our place, it's like, yeah, you don't get to just come in and look around when we're not home. That's fucking weird. That's just... Also,
0: it's not... Yeah, you're not
1: Inappropriate to. behavior. Yeah,
0: inappropriate
1: um, behavior. Oh, and Dexter's dad, who's the pornographer hitman... Um, James yeah, Remar. He, James Remar leaves them some uh, porn DVDs as a housewarming gift. And I thought they were good... With I thought, his card, yeah. With his oh, with his card, yes. That's how. I thought we're, they were gonna use it um, to play her loud TV game. I was like, yeah, just turn up some really loud porn. Sense,
0: yeah, that would have been. See how
1: she likes it. That would have
0: been a little bit more racy, but they don't go that. Yeah,
1: they don't go there.
0: They don't go that, uh, don't go that uh, route, which is strange. But uh, yeah. It's, he can't. It, yeah, and she loses. Nancy Drew Barrymore's character loses her fucking job because of this shit. No, or actually,
1: yeah. actually, she she's like, please don't fire me because of that. It's not my fault. You got mace. And Wallace Shawn is like, well, I wish I were firing you because of that, but I'm not. I'm firing you because, because of, of your this article. She um in her article, she was showing a, f- she was showing Maya Rudolph earlier in the film, um pictures of their place, yeah. and in some of those photos was um, pictures of, like, Ben Stiller in the bath. Apparently they call his dick Mr. Peabody.
0: Mr. Thought, Peabody. Yeah, yeah,
1: I thought that was just a nickname for him.
0: Yeah, and not his penis. I, yeah, I, did I didn't that get later, that until but later.
1: Okay. But anyway, some she must have been fucking around at work or something because some of these pictures of her husband in the shower, and the bath, etc. ended up in her layout, which somehow made it all the way to print. Yeah,
0: and uh, also, it's on a freaking cd this is 2003 by the way yes and uh while Sean's supposed to be looking at it and he's like is it done it needs to be done is this it
1: oh and, and she's like oh yeah i'll have tickety boo and he's like i don't want it done tickety boo i want it done tickety now
0: but didn't make i didn't reckon that's not
1: even what tickety boo means it doesn't mean quickly i think it means just a good it's a good thing
0: okay yeah i don't but i could be i've never heard that phrase before it's a
1: british thing
0: okay cool I don't know why Wallace Shawn said but okay, great, whatever.
1: So get, she was being rushed, but doesn't, you know, don't publications have to go through multiple yes, editors and they have, yeah, they have to get okayed various Another times before they straight up movie, go to print? Yeah. It's very odd.
0: It's a, it, a lot of, uh, uh, some real holes in this movie. It mm. just, and uh, yeah, I, it, and you would trust, you. Uh, if I'm Wallace Shawn, I'm looking this up before I'm, posting any of this on the freaking internet or whatever or on the magazine here and yeah if you're doing a article and then you have just pictures of your of half-naked ben stiller in the bath or whatever yeah then you know
1: you gotta fucking yeah. your printers would have at least said something like yeah. whoa do you really want to run up how many of these <laughs> this is so it just stupid. it would have been caught before uh, yeah. yeah anyway Anyway. So, Ben Stiller re- realizes he will never get any work done at the duplex, so he goes to write at Starbucks. Uh, Drew Barrymore is now home because she lost her job, and she's you know looking for a job. So, now Mrs. Conley drags Drew Barrymore upstairs to complain about a mouse dropping that's in fact a raisin, and Drew Barrymore is like, here, watch. She puts it in her mouth, but then Mrs. Conley's all like, oh, you know, I sprayed it with Lysol, because I, you know, you know, you always spray your rat droppings With, with Lysol.
0: Lysol, I don't. I don't. Uh, don't do that, ladies and gentlemen who are listening. Don't. That's not cool.
1: So Mrs. Conley calls Drew Barrymore from the dumbwaiter to tell her that little Dicky got in the shaft and the macaw attacks <sighs> Drew Barrymore's face. <laughs> yes.
0: Dicky caught in the shaft. Uh, but yeah, a- attacks her face. I, I feel it- a lot of stuff happens to... the both Ben Stiller and uh, Drew Barrymore in this. Well, it's also it's,
1: like, dude, just stop cartoon-y. answering the door. Yeah. Pretend you're gone. Turn your lights off.
0: That's what I would. That's what we would have
1: done. Yeah, do that for a couple of weeks. She'll get the hint.
0: Yeah, she won't hang out with you anymore. But
1: yeah. So the two of them are walking in the park. Um, they're talking about how to get her to leave. And um, so they're like, "Oh well, let's buy her a gift and go talk to her. Maybe we just ask her and she'll fucking leave."
0: Yeah, maybe we can tell her to go to the, her homeland of yeah, Ireland. Yeah, so
1: they're like, okay, it's worth it's worth a shot. They buy her a box of chocolates, um, offer to pay for her to go back to Ireland, and she's like, oh, I haven't been back to Ireland for 50 years. Do you think they have TV now? Pretty sure the... Uh, Everywhere has TV. Yes, I'm, I'm fairly certain they do, yes. <laughs>
0: Everywhere has
1: TV. So, but then she, you know, she agrees. She's like, okay, I'll go. But then she chokes on a chocolate. Ben Stiller Heimlicks her. And she spits the chocolate back out right on Drew Barrymore's forehead, which is really gross. Um, Then...
0: She thinks for a little bit of reason that that they were trying to have sex. They, well,
1: well, she yeah. well, she still passed. She she horked it up, but she still passed out. And yeah. Ben Stiller's, like, banging on her chest trying to do CPR That's so she doesn't CPR. die. Then he does mouth-to-mouth, and he's just kind of just blowing near her mouth. And Drew Barrymore's like, no, you actually have to do the thing. So he's giving her mouth-to-mouth. So she wakes up as he's doing that. Drew Barrymore's hands are, like, on her boobs because she was still doing, like, the chest compressions. And, um... The, you know, the, and Drew Barrymore's mouth, or and Ben Stiller's mouth, since he was giving her out the mouth, is also covered in her chocolate and her lipstick. And she's like, "What the fuck? Fucking, you, you people are trying to take advantage of me as I'm fucking out cold."
0: Yeah, you're trying to do perverted stuff to me. And she keeps on looking at their mouth, and it's disgusting. It looks like yeah. You know,
1: so she goes, to the, yeah, she goes back to the me. cops, and she and she was like, you know, she was holding me down, and he was having his way with me, and I saw him steal my underwear once. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. To this like Officer Dan dude. Yeah. And uh <laughs> So they are on notice with the cops.
0: And Officer Dan is completely is completely on her side yes. no matter what and kind of is completely such dicks to him thinking, Oh well, if you're gonna do the you know, other people would you would be in a whole bunch of other trouble if if uh yeah. If she wasn't gonna press charges, you'd be in a lot of fucking trouble for what you fucking did. Like so
1: that. Drew Barrymore is now on her way to a job interview. Um, Conley bugs her about something else and Drew Barrymore tries to brush it off but the you know uh, Mrs. Conley says that's okay I'll just you know call the handyman to take care of it. So Drew Barrymore is like uh I can't deal with another bill so I guess I have to try and fix whatever she wants to fix. So her rug is all fucked up on the stairs she, um so Drew Barrymore is like um trying to hammer it in yeah. and the old lady is just giving her more and more shit. So Drew Barrymore just like fantasizes about pushing her down the stairs yeah. she tells she tells ben stiller about this at dinner and she's just like oh am i a terrible person and he's like oh no i've had my fantasies about throwing her body in the river and doing this and doing that i think about killing her all the time
0: yeah and and they show some of that yeah they show some of the <clears throat> and the fantasies like that yeah
1: Exactly, but yeah. He, so he, yeah, he was out and before they had dinner. He was out at a bar and he was working on his book. And it started pouring out of him. He's like, "Yeah, just the last sixty pages. You know, I think I'm on a roll. I'm gonna go to that same place each time, and I'm gonna get my I'm book done by yeah. my deadline. And it'll, that part will actually be okay. And then I'm gonna get my, you know, my my advance, and we'll be able to pay stuff off, and everything will be okay.
0: Yeah, and I'll be I'll be just as successful as my best friend, or hof- hopefully he's hoping that, but." uh... Yeah, that's not how it goes. Oh fuck! It's so sad what happens to his, to his novel. It gets thrown in the fucking. Fire, you know. Well,
1: man. okay, yeah, let's start sorry. from the beginning from of the, the scene. Yes. So they're on their way home. Uh, Mrs. Conley is panicking about a giant rat that she saw in her apartment. Um, so Ben Stiller goes up, and he, you know, he has his his laptop and his notes and everything with him. And he, put, he puts that stuff down. And he's like, oh, that's not a rat. That's just a little mouse. Let's, like, you know, let, we can get a trap or something. And so um, Mrs. Conley she grabs his, his laptop and his notes and tries to bash, bash the mouse. And as she does that, she kind of tosses it near the fire. It kind of gets caught on fire. But Ben Stiller, like, kind of, like, you know, saves it. It's, like, torched and stuff. But he might still be able to pull everything off of it. But they're walking out of the... He and Drew Barrymore have his stuff, and they're walking out of the um, the duplex. He slips on the steps, and as he's falling onto his face, he throws the laptop into the street where it gets run run over, over by, by a, a truck. truck,
0: a garbage truck. It feels like, uh, yeah. It, it,
1: and then and then another SUV SUV comes along and also and really, just really runs over it yet again.
0: Yeah. And so it there's no way that they're going he's going to get his transcript. And-
1: Which is like okay, I'm I'm trying to think early 2000s, how would you back stuff up? You would probably I mean
0: still there's so still hard like, drives or like external hard drives i would think they would just be yeah. bigger right or,
1: yeah i mean you had i mean you had flash drives in college right yeah
0: and, i uh, didn't you yeah I mean, you yeah and, yeah, and
1: i cloud? would i would email so you know there wasn't so much the cloud as there is now but like i would email you know stuff attachment. to myself
0: you can make an attachment yeah you make something. an
1: attachment you email it to yourself so you can pull it back up
0: yeah, and exactly. save it
1: on another on, on your computer at home if you're using a, a computer at college or whatever. I know they're trying. to... So there to, were ways to kind of get around that. I, yeah,
0: yeah, I, I know they're trying to uh, up the up the stakes like that, yeah. but there are there are safeguards that you can do that uh, you can do. And so it wouldn't feel as hopeless. Mm-hmm. And he, I I save all of my r- written stuff, all my stories, right away to make sure that they are yeah, protected and all that fucking shit. Register and emailing myself and all sorts of stuff like that. Because that's what ne- you need to do as a writer. Mm-hmm. And if he was a decent enough writer, and he, you know, it's his second novel, you would know how to do it. But I'm even so,
1: how do you not show. have a flash drive that you take out, put in your pocket? Yeah,
0: even in the early 2000s, yeah. yeah.
1: Um Yeah. So Ben Stiller goes to meet with Sweezy Kurtz. She cancels his contract. He's absolutely screwed. So they have zero income coming in for the foreseeable future. He um sees uh the news about there's a new like um killer flu coming this flu season yeah so ben stiller's on the subway everyone is coughing and sneezing so everyone has this flu so he purposely inhales this one dude's sneeze which is really gross
0: it's really gross it really works yeah. yeah so
1: both he and drew barrymore they get this gnarly flu and they go visit um the old lady and they're they're you know standing really close to her talking really closer trying to give her this flu <clears throat> Um, They're talking about, like, you know, how was your Thanksgiving? And she's like, oh, you know, so-and-so brought me dinner. It was pretty good. But the thing is, that part of the carcass didn't go down, you know, down the disposal. And Drew Barrymore is just like, that's Jeez, because that's... you don't have a disposal. You so sure you don't know do how much she was paying in rent or anything. But you are aware that there aren't disposals in the house when she's been living there for at least several years. And she wasn't aware. Okay. Decades, yeah. So, um you know, they can't afford a plumber. So Ben Stiller, he's, you know, undoing the, um, the pipes. Uh, he gets the thanksgiving food it just squirts down it on his fucking face and um then he like uh this scene is so gross you talk you talk about it babe oh it's just they.
0: this is the throw up or is this something else well yeah so
1: okay so he yeah he's working on the pipes he blows food into up into up out the up out the the Sink into sink. Drew Barrymore's face that grosses her out. It makes her puke, puke back down, down the pipe, pipe into Ben Stiller's face.
0: It, it, into their mouth and all. Yeah, sorts of it, shit and like and that. they
1: already have the flu. It's just fucking vile. It feels it, just the worst. It feels it. It doesn't even
0: feel like the rest of the part of the movie that if
1: that the slapstick specific, of it. Yeah.
0: Well, no, the disgustingness of uh, it doesn't yeah. feel like the rest of the movie. The yes. other rest of the movie feels like oh hi, jinks and uh, a bit of violence but this is the only time where i felt like ooh, we're for like a good five minutes we're in a fairly brothers movie we're, yeah like we're yeah, seeing like uh, we're, we're like seeing seem, like we're we're in the bed with grandpa and uh, yeah so Gross. and the, <laughs>
1: we're in the so be- they fucking had it Ugh. they go back to harvey fire scene to see if they can sell and he's like, well, yeah, but you know, you way overpaid for this when he told them before that they were getting a great deal. So basically... Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and you have that tenant and that's like a whole thing. And so the, he's basically saying like, yeah, you can sell, but you're going to have to take a massive loss. So they're just like, okay, so what are our options here? They go, um, oh, so then they go back up to the old lady's apartment and they try and sabotage it. They're, like, blowing out the pilot light in the stove. They're making the... They're bunging up the rugs to make them super trippable. They're rewiring lamps. And another kind of um, slapsticky thing, Drew Barrymore gets electrocuted. Um, ben Stiller... What what does his face go on fire or something? What yeah, happened his to his face. face? He lit himself on fire somehow. So they're in bed. Her hair is all electrified. His face looks like shit. He's all fucked up.
0: Yeah. Um. They are... No- they are no match to this old lady, or, and to like hijinks trying to make their life uh, just make yeah. their life. Yeah, worse.
1: and they notice the water stand is even bigger, and it's dripping on their faces. And Drew, you know, and Ben Stiller's like, "Yeah, doesn't it feel nice?" Because his face was on fire, so the cold water is nice for him, <laughs> I suppose. <good>. Yeah. <laughs> so then Drew Barrymore goes up. She goes up to fix the pipes.
0: She does. She does.
1: I and and sure. she leaves the. Oh, that's right. And she purposely leaves them leaking. Because she's like, okay, you know, then the then the water stain is like gigantic. It's taking over almost the entire their entire ceiling, and it's rotting their floor slash ceiling. They're like, okay, so <clears throat> if we can rot this, and she falls through the ceiling, maybe she'll die, or and or, and, or she'll want to move because she has no floor.
0: She'll she has no floor. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh...
1: so they're watching Riverdance. And nice. they're like river dance again. Yes, freaking, another river dance. Fucking yeah. Harvey Firestone must have is,
0: freaking be interested in river dance along with fucking Robert uh, and Irish people. Yeah, yeah. So
1: well, because they're like, oh, well, let's turn on the same thing that she's watching. So <laughs> they think she's watching river dance, but she's actually river dancing. So yeah, the floor, in fact, does fall through. The cop comes back
0: the tv is destro- uh, tv falls through as well destroying the tv
1: yeah the old lady's fine though and then you know <laughs> uh, officer fine. dan um, gives um, ben stiller a citation because he's not allowed to plumb without a license in new york city that's
0: bullshit <laughs> yeah you're not an official plumber you can't that qualified. might be true though i don't know no i don't i don't uh, that seems kind of like bullshit <laughs> and he also is like oh you will have to buy her a new tv yes. i get to pick out the tv and which so- i
1: call such bullshit on that like you would need a fucking judge court order Another- or some shit for that nonsense the cop doesn't just say like ah you gotta buy her a tv Oh, well, he's
0: a slight he's slightly corrupt and we find out how connected he is at the very yes end the- we yeah, do exactly but yeah and you see, it, it it just seems like they're out to get this couple, like deliberately making yeah their couple. Them. So Ben
1: Stiller goes into an alley. He buys a gun from some random druggie. Um, they're gonna shoot her, but it doesn't work out. Drew Barrymore like accidentally shoots him in the dick, and she's like, "Oh, poor Mister Peabody." That's when I finally got the Peabody joke. joke. Yeah, it
0: wasn't clear earlier. No, at all, but yeah. <clears throat>
1: And then this like hot Asian doctor comes in. It's like it's okay. She just nicked the str- scrotum, and she starts feeling his junk. And then they they're playing like porno music. Like Ben Stiller's all yeah, into that this was... hot Asian doctor lady feeling his junk when he just got shot in the dick right well, in front of his wife. Yeah, right like, in front. Like of what his... the fuck kind of joke that is that? That
0: scene that scene also didn't also felt like a completely different movie. Like it came from a completely different movie. It didn't make any it didn't make any sense to me, and it just felt very very obtuse.
1: Yeah, so they both sneak up the dumb waiter. Um, Mrs. Connolly is like, Oh, don't mind me, I'm she's having a cigarette. Yeah. They're not that they she does there. every so often. And she's just like, Oh, I knew you weren't like the other landlords. You two have come to stay. So like <laughs> Shut up. She's you know, so like this is people have bought, you know, come and gone, bought and sold this place before. Um so we find out that the cop bought her this fucking huge TV and these surround speakers and they're just like oh crap you know we we're fucking we've lost they leave in the dumbwaiter again she's watching the perfect storm on full blast <laughs> and she still doesn't have a full floor i don't think they haven't had a chance to fix the floor and she
0: keeps and she referencing that that's not how it is in real i i was in a situation like that and they're just being oh, her very weak a yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah oh and then Ben Stiller says hand me that ass patrol <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Me mean, that ass patrol. She's like, what?
1: And I'm I- like, oh, finally, they're going to play the loud porn. But no, now they finally go to Dexter's dad to put a hit out on this old lady.
0: And, but uh, the, there's a slight joke there. It's like, I, uh, what, what were you, uh, Barrymore asked, I'm like, what were you doing with ass patrol? Oh, it was just there. I was just looking at uh, She's it. She's like, I thought
1: you threw them away. And he's, he's like, like, I was going to, but I just had to I in. didn't do it. Not yeah. much of a joke.
0: Not much of a joke, but yeah. All right. But uh, yeah. yeah, and they finally, they get, yeah, James Remar. Uh, to fucking kill the uh, kill this old lady And it took
1: Well well, a he's so like he's The fellow like, so that's going to cost you 25 grand Which, which is, is reasonable in the early 2000s And they're like uh, We were thinking, thinking more, of more of half a grand And it's like dude for 500 bucks for a hit That's like absurd You're just going to end up with William Hurt and Keanu Reeves Yeah
0: exactly And in that of, didn't work That didn't work so they're like, well, how are we
1: going to get this money? We're not making any money. They have to sell all their furniture. Ben Stiller has to sell his first edition books to get this hit money. They have to they sell, sell the every- peacock. They the sell peacock. the rugs. They sell everything they sell in their fucking house.
0: All they ha- uh, and uh, all they have now is like some sort of futon on the fucking yeah. floor. And uh, yeah, and... And uh, they say, "Okay, we're gonna need you to go. You can go through the dumb waiter. Yeah. That's usually how you get. Uh, that's usually how the it's best an easy way, to way to get in." Get without in. being found yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's it's sad. So,
1: yeah. So it's Christmas time, and <laughs> Dexter's dad picks up the um the money that they left in the dumb waiter as their Christmas carol- Eve. Yeah. Yes, as their um, carolers at the front door to you know hide noise and officer Dan is there who wants to bring Mrs. Connolly some Christmas cookies. So the cop is there as the hit's supposed to happen.
0: Yeah. And they try to put uh, get them away from the fucking oh, situation. And,
1: yes. Drew Barrymore starts to smack um Ben Stiller because yeah. when the cop showed up at the dick shooting incident you know, he wasn't, he didn't believe, you know, he, he's not he like onto these a... guys. He doesn't like them at all. He thinks it was a domestic incident and that he should have pressed charges. She's but hurting friends him, diluted. yeah. So she's like, oh, that's right. This guy already thinks I'm a husband beater. So I'm going to start to beat my husband to distract him from the murder. <laughs> and
0: that kind and it kind of does. I mean, it kind
1: of and It does distract the cop. However, um, Dexter's dad um, gets re- shot
0: with a harpoon.
1: With a harpoon. He underestimated <laughs> Mrs. Connolly. She fucking harpoons him in the neck. And the Christmas tree goes on fire. Mrs. Connolly passed out from the smoke inhalation. But they go, you know, Drew Barrymore and Ben Stiller, they go up. They totally could have just let her die, but they're not that kind of people. So they get the fire extinguisher. And the they parrot. Ex- And the yes,
0: macaw. Yes, they
1: saved the macaw. As well. They extinguish the fire and carry her out where there's um, an ambulance waiting and save the bird as well. So they sell the duplex at a massive loss, I'm sure. The, and they move to the Bronx, which, which Ben Stiller says is an up-and-coming neighbor, uh, neighborhood. And they sell to this other unwitting couple.
0: Yeah. And they find out... The, uh, they think that the old woman has died at that point, but they haven't. Well, uh, yeah, or, well
1: Har- Harvey Firestein is there because he's you know he's the one that sold the apartment. And he's like, oh, well, you know, let's go up and visit Miss, Mrs. Connolly. You know, after all, you did save her life. So they go up and they visit... And, um, you know, Drew Barrymore is just like, oh, she's just sleeping, you know, like thinking like nothing could kill this bitch. And then that's when Harvey Firestein like touches her, um, her pulse and is like, oh, she's dead. And the two of them, they're just like, no motherfucking way. We finally unload this place and that's when this cunt chooses to die. What the hell?
0: Yeah. What the hell? It's not. That
1: they didn't say any of that that was just no me. that's just you yeah. that's just my interpretation no, yeah uh, exactly so that's but then they they just kind of move on they they're like who they get centered fine. and they're like well there's nothing we can do about it now they just moved to the Bronx and they're fine so that's when we find out that there's a <clears throat> a scene where Harvey Firestein Kenneth is, is Kenneth is actually Officer Dan's boyfriend, boyfriend. and Mrs. Connolly's son she's totally not dead You know, she's serving them dinner. The whole thing is a ruse to just keep upselling this fucking duplex.
0: And and give it to. And they have a different fucking couple to deal with, which is insane.
1: This movie. But but then at the very, very end, we find that Ben Stiller wrote a book about the whole duplex ordeal
0: called Duplex. Called
1: Duplex, and apparently it is a hit. Yes. Because it's all over the place. So they apparently turned out all right. Yay! The fucking end.
0: The end. Whoop de doo. I it this also didn't budget was forty million, box office nineteen point three million. So two Danny DeVito movies yeah. in a row that didn't make, unfortunately, didn't make any money, and no. that's why he he hasn't really. Oh yeah, Barrymore, yeah, uh, but lost to Jennifer Lopez this year for Geely. Ah, Jennifer yes. uh, Lopez won for Geely. Oh, the Golden Raspberry Award. I I I like this enough, but this was, it was more okay. depressing. Yeah, I was,
1: just these movies where bad things keep happening. People drive me nuts, and they just—they're not funny to me. They just stress me out. They
0: just stress you out. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, who do you, uh, if, uh, you have Maya Rudolph in this movie doing really like nothing for like
1: a minute or two, nothing yes. at all? It, it's
0: not even showing her. She uh, she's supposedly going out with Wallace Shawn. There's all sorts of uh, strange little avenues yeah, in this movie that doesn't make sense. There was a bunch of sense. stuff
1: that was left on the cutting room floor.
0: Yeah, that is just is super. <laughs> I, I I there's a reason why this barely had a this was barely much of a DVD. Yeah, because there was no subtitles. There was bar- we there was no. How much like, did audio you it uh, like spend
1: that? on that DVD, babe?
0: And so, under under six dollars baby. oh
1: yeah there you yeah.
0: so there you go yeah uh, as is as they say, I paid what i paid what I got Uh indeed. but yeah okay that i i I'm kind of happy that that's over with that indeed it's over with <laughs> all right, um here we go, I'm just gonna read some uh notes out of context here we go, this is notes out of context, here we go, all right. De DeVito, oh, perfect narrator, historical first edition novels, a tenant, decade to have, Kenneth, more Irish, uh, more Irish, uh, sick woman, oh, uh, Mitchell, Raha Mitchell, pregnant, coughing on the baby, talk about uh, uh, Danbury, tra- uh, train ho- house, oh my gosh. Sot welcome, hello to the all bag, Kate, uh, Kate picture for research, harpoon, macaw, little dicky for oh yes, a bit of a, a caddy, yes party, he was a scammer, how old are you, legal right to see it, I'll lock it up at the internet, you were asleep, San South Park, all we had to do, fresh the chapter, win is ready, gone, press gown, bang bang, it's an, it's not Terraforma, Wallace Shawn, he looks tired, chores all day, organic stool, stand. oh, or, 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 the tiles, sheath, her quick questions, rally, important, 22, my furniture, up, uh, upset, no, burgundy, pissing down, 8, nine, ten. Ben Stiller, classic character, Ben, musical instruments, you're running out of here, P.P., Ooh, pee over the sex happening. Change the hot, uh, uh, hot potato. Uh, Paul Lenka, that much is true. No need to be having this lady talk to you on the outside. Don't keep changing. Don't keep clapping. Eh. Suck. Unholy dash hitman will kill you. Wally is down, the Wednesday, C-Mart, we need money, when did all of this go against the haw, get Dawson the job, it is the Lysol, oh, the bud. scary hippies, what Emerald can see, Uh, sucking, oh, chocolate, Oh, there's the sucking of chocolate. Where are you? Why are you doing that? I ate some of his abuse. Sex with uh, with a predator list. Sex on the of the predator list. Oh, uh, perfectly kismet book. Gone horrible land. I'm tired. I'm tired of this movie. I want this movie to end. Oh, we're, look at that. Uh, look at that oily baby. What? What? <laughs>
1: I don't remember Oily
0: Baby. No, me neither. All right, sorry. I don't know why I wrote that down. BS to the the landlady hanging out her ass, tripped in the uh, drip, 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 not Mr. uh, Peabody. Oh, no, whatever will happen to Mr. Peabody? His Peabody will be gone. She shot his Peabody. Unheard of, gunshot in the penis. The music where she grabs it. Oh, James Remar, sneaky as fuck. She's going to kill him. Oh worried happy family a pe uh uh another peabody shot sam short up with the justification and the freak outward name uh, number take up cuckoos myself damn damn fire at the tree, oh gosh, yeah this is set during that another thing that bothered me was that this was set during christmas uh, the part of it was set during Christmas time so you don't have. It, so you're selling all this money to give them the 25 grand but you will still have enough money for a Christmas tree and a couple of presents That didn't make any sense to me at all Damn. during that during that point okay, thank you so much for listening. this has been top-notch nonsense.